piece of land bottom. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'd like to begin by offering my condolences to the family, friends, and colleagues of those who were killed and injured. Uh, on yesterday at 547, our units responded to 1916 Piedmont Road. Upon arrival, they discovered three females shot inside this location. While investigating that location, they received another call at 1907 Piedmont Road where they found another female shot inside that location. Both locations were massage parlors. And at that time, we recognized that we had had information previously put out by Cherokee County that they had a similar incident occurring in their jurisdiction. Uh, I know that many, we received a number of calls about, is this a hate crime? We are still early in this investigation. So we cannot make that determination at this moment. Again, we are very early in this investigation. Even though we've made an arrest, there's still a lot more work to be done. We did interview him last night. He is currently in our facility at the Cherokee County Adult Detention Center. We were able to interview him with the Atlanta Police Department and the FBI. He made indicators that he has uh, some, some issues, potentially sexual addiction and may have frequented some of these places in the past, but as the chief indicated, it's still early on. We still have a lot of uh, things to process. Uh, I'm happy to answer any questions that you may have. Sure. So are you saying, when you talk to the suspect, mm -hmm. he said they have sexual addiction, addiction issues, but I'm sure you asked him, was this racially motivated? Was this racially motivated? As the chief indicated, uh, it's still early, but uh, the indicators right now are, it, it may not be, it may be targets of opportunity. Uh, again, we, are, we believe that he frequented these places in the past. Uh, may have been lashing out, uh, and part of that is, is in your media package as well. So the working area is a sexual addiction issue rather than a, a, a racial profile. During our interviews, we asked that specific question, and that did not appear to be uh, the motive. <clears throat> yeah, let me go into a little bit of detail. So the suspect did take responsibility for the shootings. Said that early on, once we began the interviews with him, he claims that these, and as the chief said, we know this is still early, but he does claim that it was not racially motivated. He apparently has an issue, uh, what he considers a, a sex fiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to go to these places, and, and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. Like I said, it's still early on, but those, those were comments that he made. When I, when I spoke with investigators that interviewed him this morning, and I, I, they got that impression that, yes, he, he understood the gravity of it, and he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope, and, uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. It sounds to me like a bit, this, these locations, he sees them as an outlet for him, that something that he shouldn't be doing, and that uh, an issue with porn, and that he was attempting to take out that temptation. So, obviously, whatever the motivation was for this guy. We, we know uh, that many of the victims, the majority of the victims were Asian. We also know that this is an issue that's happening across the country. It is unacceptable, it is hateful, and it has to stop. Welcome to Bible Study for Progressives, a show where moderates, liberals, and leftists of all faiths and ideologies come together to discuss scripture, spirituality, and politics.
nobody changes their mind based on facts and evidence. Everyone sees what they are looking for, but few see what's really there. We hear what we want to hear and see what we want to see. And even if something is staring us in the face, we don't see it because we are looking for something else. This is what happened with the murders in Atlanta. The murderer confessed to the crime saying he had a sex addiction and blamed the women at the massage parlors for tempting him. This statement, that he killed the women because they tempted him, is misogyny, not racism. To kill women because they tempt you is point-blank, in-your-face misogyny, and the media missed it, the siloed activists were blind to it, and the politicians used it to raise money. It's as if the killing of women around the world and increasing domestic violence during the pandemic were not happening. It's as if killing a woman is just a personal affair, a domestic matter, not bigotry, rising to a hate crime. The murders in Atlanta were hate crimes, but they were based on hatred of women, not Asians. You may say it was both misogyny and race, now that I've shown you that misogyny is what the murderer confessed to. But you would be relying on circumstantial evidence and tenuous arguments. The only evidence you have is that the women were Asian, but most of the women who work in the massage parlors he frequented are Asian. So your correlation is spurious. He didn't kill the women because they were Asian. He killed them because they worked in massage parlors that tempted him. You will have a hard time proving racial animus in court, but animus towards women is on the face of the confession. We must be aware of confirmation bias and how it affects the way we see things. We can see how this misinformation can lead to conflict. If prosecutors fail to charge the murderer with a hate crime because there isn't any racial animus, people will be upset. Meanwhile, no one sees the animus towards women because they aren't looking for it so it may never get charged. All the while, anyone who questions the false narrative is ostracized rather than listened to. We sink deeper into the rabbit hole because we are careless about what we believe, too prideful to admit we were wrong, or so unscrupulous as to not care. Our leaders and the media are constantly manipulating us. Anti-racist activists see everything through the eyes of race. Christians see everything through the eyes of sin. Socialists see everything through the lens of their ideology. Propagandists use this against us. Everything becomes a political football to stoke anger and raise funds. We fall for it all the time. Don't jump on every bandwagon that comes along. Be critical about the media you consume. Respect the effect media and propaganda have on us. 
Don't form opinions about a current event or news topic without thinking it through. Be open-minded and consider other people's points of view. Not everything you hear from politicians, activists, and the news media is true. No theory, pundit, or news source is always right. Take everything with a grain of salt and be critical of the information you consume. Even if you believe it's from a trusted source or supports your point of view or seems to make sense to you, listen to and don't judge those who disagree. Instead, try to understand what they are saying before you jump to the wrong conclusion. Now let's turn to our discussion. This is Lynn, Mystic Healer. This is Spiritual Emergency Training. It's time to train for the spiritual emergency because we're in it. It's Armageddon. It's the light against the dark. (laughs) And some of the dark is really dark and evil, and it's been hiding out for a long time. But now we have Rich Presida. Honored to have him on the talk show again today. Constitutional Mm. lawyer. Bible studies for progressives. And also doing Tarot, which is really... I wanted to get that out there because, you know, the witching and, you know, that they can turn, you know, like when I wanted to get kids really connected with their guardian angels, they freaked out that I was going to, you know, get them with the wrong, with the dark ones. Well, you know, that's, I think, what we're we're really up against. Um, We'll be talking about the situation of how we've been duped on the planet. All humans, red, yellow, black, and white, we've been duped. So welcome, Rich. What, What can we do? Well, one of the things that I'm doing is a tomorrow at 2 o'clock Pacific time, April 11th, 2021, we're having the Interfaith Solidarity March Los Angeles, which is now a California-wide and it's virtual march. So it's online, and it's titled Interfaith in Action, Healing the Nation and Our World. Karen Bass will be on it. I have a real short piece on it. Look for the Institute for Religious Tolerance, Peace, and Justice. And you can also go to register at their site here, which is Interfaith March LA 2021.eventbrite.com to register for that. Or just go to the Institute for Religious Tolerance. Dot org, and you can find information about the march there. And what we're speaking about really is this idea of people being caught up in false narratives or narratives that are partly true and partly false. So one of the things that we're dealing with here is that we're all being controlled and manipulated from the top. I mean, You may think you're not being controlled, and we are not being controlled, but really we're all caught up in media cycles. I mean, I can think of both the conservatives and the left and even in the middle. The conservatives, of course, they've spread stuff about cancel culture, Dr. Seuss, false narratives that a group other than the Trump supporters who assaulted the Capitol, some myths about and falsehoods still being pressed 
about the election, Q, false prophecy, and that's where it comes into the interfaith march. False prophecy, idolatry. What we do is deal with propaganda, trying to not allow ourselves to get caught up in false narratives. And when I say false narratives, you've got to recognize every lie contains a kernel of truth, or there is some truth to these stories, or and but there's a falsehood in them, or that they're just too narrow. They don't see the whole picture. So we talked about some of the false narratives that contain some truth on the right, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was this Asian hate narrative that has recently come out of the Atlanta murders. And one of the things is I have to start out by saying there is a problem with violence against Asians and also against people of color. It's not that I'm against that because there's this idea that somehow the human mind, somehow, if we don't agree, we put the person on the other side of the issue. We see the person as further away than the person really is. So, yes. Asian hate is important, but were the crimes in Atlanta about Asian hate? Probably not. The first reports that come out of the media are usually wrong, and we have to. We're in an era where we're being manipulated with mind control and propaganda, so we need to be aware of these things and not get caught up in every news cycle that comes on, not to jump on every bandwagon that comes along. We need to be aware of what's happening. And the first reports that come out of an event are usually wrong. So what really happened in Atlanta? Well, the murderer confessed. That's a very powerful evidence. Confession in the court of law is powerful evidence, a declaration against their own interest. Say he had a sex addiction and blamed the women at the massage parlors for tempting him. Now, this is not hatred of Asians. This is hatred of women. The moment you say, they tempted me, and therefore they had to die, that is point-blank, in-your-face misogyny. And the media missed it. The silo activists who wanted to promote their cause, their anti-racist cause, were blind to it. The politicians used it to raise money. It's as if killing women around the world and and the increasing domestic violence during the pandemic were not even happening. It's as if killing women is just a personal affair, a domestic matter, not bigotry rising to a hate crime. The murders in Atlanta were hate crimes, but they were based on hatred of women, not Asians. So misogyny was there all along. We missed it. But as things become clearer with time, after we get through the first report, we begin to see, oh, there was gun violence there, too. We missed that, too, in the Asian age. This is a gun violence issue as well. So there's also this idea that when we have this propaganda comes out, it sets us against one another. In in fact, it's designed to cause conflict. So we get copycat killers. So did we make the 
problem worse by focusing on Asian hate rather than actually seeing what was going on and listening to the facts and distinguishing between fact and opinion? Because the way the human mind works, oh, if the left, if those people are saying Asian hate, then I hate Asians. That's how I'm concerned. This is how the human beings react. So you just draw, all you've done is draw a battle line around Asian hate. So it's important to, to be aware because our leaders are constantly manipulating us. They're manipulating groups of people. Everything comes from the top. The media wants to generate ratings and cause hysteria. Siloed activists want to promote their views and their agenda and their ideas and, and are blind to the other issues. Politicians want to stir up their base, get votes, and raise money. But we need to be critical. The political messaging comes from the top. The news media and the all right, left, middle, it's all coming down to the masses to manipulate people. QAnon, politicians, they're all feeding us narratives that we have to sift through. Anti-racism, it comes from academia. It's not right. Nothing is raising up from the bottom. Socialism comes from the International Socialist Party, comes from academia. Everything's coming down from the top. Nothing is organic. Nothing comes unless you sift through and think these things through. So it's this framework of these narratives, these false narratives, as I said, they're not necessarily all false. There should be some truth, but there's enough falseness to misguide you. And at a minimum, they only let you see one thing. They put blinders on you so that you don't see other views. And also, our leaders and the groups that they run, they have a different agenda than what they tell us. Now, it's not evil or anything. It may be simply promote the leader. But on the bottom level, they're telling you it's about some important cause. But at the higher levels, they're promoting themselves. And at different levels, the organization looks different. At the bottom, it may look like this grand, but in the middle, it's about raising money and other things. And then at the top, it's about the leader's agenda. So some of the things that I wanted to get out there, Lynn, was that what we need to do is we need to take a step back and be critical about what we hear and receive in the media. Separate fact from opinion and consider other views. Listen to what other people have to say and don't automatically jump to conclusions if they don't follow the orthodox line, if they don't say exactly what everybody else is saying, because what everybody else is saying has been fed to them from the top, and they're just regurgitating it. But people who say things that are different are thinking about it, and that's what we need to do. Question. Be free to question. Speak up. This opens up the floor for other people, makes other people feel that they can be critical, that they can ask questions, too. And stay calm. Don't get caught up in it. Just try and stay calm. Everybody's trying to push your buttons, trying to get you to hand over your money, 
try and get you to vote for them, try and get you to come out into the streets and advocate for their cause. Some of those causes are good, but everything is narrow. No, no one sees the full picture. This has been Bible Study for Progressives. If you enjoyed the program, please subscribe to our podcast or put us in your favorites and write a five-star review. Tell your friends about us and share us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and click the donate button at modernlectionaries.blogspot.com. Your support will help us reach more people, produce more and better shows, and cover the cost of production. Feel free to send me a note or comment on the show. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, this is Rich Proceda. Thank you for listening.